T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Danny Meringue. I found two empty bottles of a particularly decent Chateau de War Bordeaux 57 in your rubbish. Dusty Hera. You went through my garbage? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. I find it particularly offensive that you use them to wash down an order from something called Macho Taco. And Portland's sports leader, 1080. I would never drink a Bordeaux with a Macho Taco. The fan. It was a burrito machissimo. Hour number three on Danny and Dusty following Super Bowl weekend. We've put the bow on football as it were in the NFL. However, we've got the combine coming up, and we've got the changing landscape as it appears in college football playoff because while the end of the Pac-12 is imminent following, uh, well, everything, as basketball (laughs) wraps up, and that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. That's all she wrote. Uh... There is a new TV deal that is slated to come in for the college football playoff that will work as a bit of a bridge for two years before going into the full new TV deal as the college football playoff makes its change to the expanded field. Well, yes. And the the announced TV deal today, well, the reported TV deal, is six years, $7.8 billion. $1.3 billion per year, which is a doubling essentially of the year of year money. it goes it's more than doubling because 1.3 billion the current payout's about 608 Eight. million dollars per year and they're going to run with that and look they could they need unanimous approval for anything to happen before 2025 in this deal the 6 years in 7.8 billion will go from 2025 through the 2031-32 season mm-hmm. so the first run of the college football playoff has 12 teams as we know it will be then the reason why there's a hang-up to officially announcing all of this is the pac-12 it's quite literally the pac-12 in its Kirk Schultz is on now a board member he's the president of Washington State he's now a board member for the college football playoff and they were ready to move forward because they don't know how the 12 team playoff starting this year whether yes. we like it or not but it may run for two seasons under a different model than it will in the, the 2026 kind of, when it essentially Kind starts. of splitting the difference with as far as the payouts are concerned and whether or not the on-site locations will get bigger percentages based on location. Well, in it's all based on the split of how many teams mm-hmm. because what we have now is they agreed when they agreed to the expansion of the 12-team playoff to a 6-6 split. Six highest-ranked conference champions and six at-large bids. That's when the Pac-12 existed. What you have now is you have Kirk Schultz is saying, 
he wants a spot for the Pac-12 at the table in all of this. Which I don't know how much leverage he has to play with here. You only have two teams. And the, everybody else is going, dude, you don't even have a conference. Yeah. And, but when you when it's mandated that you have un, you have to have unanimous approval of it, of course Kirk like this isn't Kirk Schultz's fault. It, it would be anybody representing mm-hmm. Oregon State or Washington State or the Pac-12 would probably would no, not probably. They would do the same thing. Because this is the only this is the only bullet you have in your gun. And so they're going to hold off for as long as they can and we're going to see two years of 6 and 6 in all likelihood until this deal runs its course then they can kick them off the island like it's survivor because that's when they vote them off the new and you won't will come in. you won't need unanimous approval once this TV deal is over they voted to expand the playoff prior to the current deal expiring at that point when the current deal does expire if the Pac-12 doesn't exist they're going to be they're gone. Gonna go. And this is like this is why it's smart for Washington State and Oregon State is saying, all right, well, if we can, you know, piece together a conference and we can hold in it together two in two years, then it's it's something that we it's wor- feel it's is worth, worth fighting yeah. for. But as it stands right now, everybody's just going, oh, God, we're going to we're going to go through a six and six, which means the field is going to be lopsided for the first two years. Because think of it, six highest ranked conference champions. Mm-hmm. And six at-large bids. That's what it's going to be. You're they be, want to move it to five and seven. Yeah, look, whoever gets the the Pac-12 bid for two years is going to be licking their chops well, as a free path. It doesn't, but that's the thing. They they're not guaranteed a a bid here because if you were to look at the way it would have shaken out for this season, if you go to the rankings and you go, all right, the college football playoff final rankings. Um, so that would have been week fifteen where they seeded the playoff. You would have had Michigan out of the Big Ten, um, and then you would have had Texas out of the SEC. That just still sounds so weird. Florida State out of the ACC. Mm-hmm. Then you would have gone, oh boy. Now this, uh, Arizona out of the Big 12 mm-hmm. would have been in as a conference champion in the final rankings this year. Then you would have had Oregon State in it as the 19th ranked team in the country with the way their season ended. Oregon State mm-hmm. and then Liberty would have been the six conference champions in. <clears throat> and then you're going six at large bids at that point would have been Washington, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, Missouri. Which that all sounds right. Well, that is right, because those are all teams ranked in the top 10. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so this is, but this is the problem. If you went five and seven, it that clears up one I mean, of one of Liberty, Oregon State. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, absolutely it does, because you would have uh, Michigan out of the Big Ten, Texas out of the SEC, Florida State out of the ACC, the Big 12 would representative would have been Arizona, and then you would have had your... Oregon State in as the five and seven, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get Liberty in. Mm-hmm. Is there a problem with that? No, no, because what we what you would have had was you would have had Liberty. We saw what happened when they played Oregon. Yeah, Liberty would have had to go on the road. On the road, they would have had to go to Washington. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> sake! And they would have gotten mopped by Washington. Meanwhile. Oregon State 
would have gone on the road to Alabama. And they would have gotten mopped, but hey. They would have gotten mopped, but that would be they, fun. They also would have earned it because of who they played. And then your seven at-larges, instead of Liberty getting in, you would have had a, you know, you would have Penn State would have been the last team in. At Which if you squint, okay. But, you know, this is just with how the rankings were. We know how the playoff manipulates the rankings as they see fit. You would have maybe seen Ole Miss in there or Oklahoma in there as opposed to Penn State. They can they can manipulate it however they want. Yeah. But this is kind of the fight that the college football playoffs going through right now. Is They're cleaning this up to finally get it to, to a, a 40-team super conference and that's where we're going and that's you're you're seeing the thinning of the herd already well and we're we're creating down that path because we also have john wilner's reporting san jose mercury news that the the pack two is separating from george klyovkov finally they're saying all right we're going to move away from him even though the klyovkov was dealt a hand that he couldn't play yeah, but we talked about that it's not his fault yeah dude. literally heading into that that pack 12 media day a week after usc and ucla announced they were heading out we're like, uh, well, let's see what he can do. But mm, this is a sinking ship. Nothing. So, and so we're we'll we'll see kind of how long Washington State and Oregon State can hold out in this. But and this is what we talked about really six months ago with with both these schools was the next two years is you know before Jonathan Smith left, it was if he can hang on for two years and he saw the writing on the wall and how difficult it was going to be, but. For two years, if that's their their they're not taking time bomb, but this is their only chance I mean, is over the next two years to prove that they're viable enough to stay up, basically with what ends up being a super conference. If you're looking at six and six here, think of, you're looking at the Mountain West, MAC, Conference USA, American Athletic Conference. It really only needs to be one of them, and Sun Belt. Two of those conferences will be represented in the twelve team playoff. Yeah, now we're good. Every year, we need well, we, 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 we can take one of those and then take one at large if they have a spicy team. Yeah, you know. Well, and I I wonder how they'll go. That's, with... that's the UCFs of the world when they pop up. You know yeah. What I mean? Well, I'll, I'd be interested to see how they handle Notre Dame if they count Notre Dame as a conference champion as well. Mm. Because of the the ACC schedule. Yeah, and it, they're an independent. Obviously, that hybrid they they play both, and they yeah. they have a really damn tough. No, they do. They have a tough schedule every year. So, are they going to be considered their the conference champion or at large? Yeah. Um, Hmm. But there's a hangup. But the the good news is, and this is why Pac-12 is fighting, scratching, and clawing to to keep it at six and six because it's their last chance. It's one point three billion dollars getting distributed every year instead of six hundred eight million. A lot of scratch. It's a lot of money <laughs> every and year, and it just keeps going up. What I found is interesting in all this is that in the report from the Athletic, it says that ESPN holds the rights. So for the on-campus games, mm-hmm. and then the New Year Six Bowls, and quarterfinals, and semifinals, they can sell those to Fox or NBC or CBS if they need to. They can they can sell those chunks off and say if somebody else wants to come in and and buy them from us. We can we'll go ahead and do that because that's I mean look that's a lot of inventory those those additional on campus games particularly like that's if you want to probably try to put them on within the same weekend and I don't think you can put twelve games on and maximize your windows across just your network ESPN ABC well it's only it would it would only be four oh sorry six games before oh sorry because you get the buys because you have two teams yeah, that have buys that. so you have four you only have four games you could do that on ABC and ESPN sure Saturday really Sunday easy. yeah well no you could do it on a Saturday 
and just like you do with your New Year's Day games and just run them all on Saturday and just have four games staggered I guess it depends out. on where they are in the country. That's always going to kind of vary. Oh, it's funny you think they care. Yeah, they'll, be, they'll put a game on at 7.30 at night and say, all right. Good luck. You want $1.3 billion? We're going to put this game on whenever the hell we want. Yeah. But I think the the larger point in this, Disney Plus, in in being in that, remember they invented cable? Mm-hmm. With yeah, the, Fox Sports yeah, and Fox, Warner Brothers. Yeah, Fox, ESPN, Warner Brothers all coming together. This is this is all make a no part mistake. Of this. Licensing this out, we could we could see just as we're seeing NFL playoff games exclusively streaming. We could on see Peacock. those on that platform where you can only stream it, and that's the only way you'll be able to get it. Because you know who's going to buy it? Everyone. Rabid college football fans will. So, all right, coming up next, we are just a few days away from the NBA All Star break, which is the unofficial. Halfway pull, even though we're like two-thirds of the way into the season. Which NBA team do you trust the most right now, and which team are you think you'll trust the most come April? Danny and Dusty, 1080 Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. As we get ready to head into the NBA All-Star break, which team do you trust the most? Down the final stretch. Boy, what a loaded question this one is because it, the the NBA has been really fun this year because of the new faces and new teams at the top. Mm-hmm. Like last year, you were really high on the Cleveland Cavaliers all throughout the course of the year, and then we saw them they kind of punch s- in the face in the playoffs, butter yes. down the end. Yep. They're sitting at second in the East right They're now. They're the hottest team in basketball right now. They have been outstanding since the calendar turned to 2024. 24-2, and two, I believe. It's been stunning, and they've made up that ground and taken a one-game lead over the Milwaukee Bucks, who've been sputtering but finally got their first marquee win uh, in the Doc Rivers era against the Denver Nuggets last night where they spanked them. But you look at just the top teams in the East and West. You got Cleveland, which is a bit of a surprise. You have the Knicks at a four seed in the And they have a East. ton of injuries right now with OG Ananobi and Mitchell Robinson 
uh, and Ju- elbow elbow surgery. Julius Randle separated shoulder and Mitchell Robinson uh, ankle. Orlando's right. been a great story this year, as has Indiana, which we saw in the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have have great success and end up finishing Getting second. There. Yeah, but you then look at there's some disappointments too. I mean, Miami, which you are doing your victory laps mm-hmm. on, huge disappointment. As have the Philadelphia 76ers by. Injury luck. Being Joel Embiid. A, a huge one. Yes. And the Hawks are... Ugh. But then you look at the East, the top two teams, or in the West, the top two teams in the West are the Minnesota Timberwolves and Oklahoma City Thunder. It's the new era. We're, we're finally starting to see the changing the guard. as Steph Curry is aging out. Damian Lillard moves to the East. Uh, LeBron James is going to be 40 in December. You just kind of look around, and you're like, oh, the Suns are old. They're, they're great, but they're old. Uh, the Pelicans can't stay healthy. The Nuggets are hanging on by a thread when it comes to injuries, and Jamal Murray left last night's game against the Bucks with shin splints. Look at as talented as Jokic is right now; he's the favorite for MVP with Joel Embiid going down. You look at the West, and it's the Clippers. Hey, Giannis are, has been playing out of his mind. Giannis too, has been though. insane; he's been more efficient. Hmm. Turns out having Damian Lillard next to you is super helpful for your efficiency. Who has not been as efficient? No, and that's the scary thing is if he starts putting it back together, which we usually see down the stretch of the, of the season, that's when he starts playing his best basketball. The Clippers are finally healthy, and look, the James Harden thing—we all kind of laughed at it. He has fit in seamlessly. He has shut up and dribbled, and they have been very good. Kawhi Leonard is a top three, top four MVP candidate right now. He is playing the best basketball maybe of his career at 32 years old, which nobody saw coming because of the hell stuff. But you've got the Timberwolves, who the Portland Trailblazers take on tonight and will probably beat the living crap out of the Blazers. And the Thunder, who have last year's number two pick, Chet Holmgren, is like the fourth most responsible player on a given night. But SGA, Shea Gelders, Alexander, is probably number two right now in MVP balloting. I and what Minnesota's doing is really incredible. Turns out it was a good trade. This thing, uh, you see what they did last night. The the numbers behind what they did last night. Last night beat the brakes off the Clippers. So they've had their last two games. They played the Bucks and the Clippers. They beat the Bucks by twenty four. They beat the Clippers by twenty one. Okay, this is uh, Opta stats. Put this out. There have been 778 instances in an NBA regular season of a team playing consecutive games on the road against teams 15 games or more over 500. The Timberwolves are the only one of those 778 to win by 20 points or more. It's happened 70, 778 times that a team has gone on the road and played two teams 15 games over 500. They beat both of them twice by 20. That's the only time it's ever happened. They're answering at every turn the Minnesota Timberwolves are. Like, they are impressive. And I love, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, you had their coach just absolutely roasting his team, saying— Chris Finch eviscerated them, calling them—what uh, uh, was it? Uh, it was a joke of a game when they chased stats yeah. in Carl Anthony Towns' career high, where they, they fell apart down the stretch. He's pushing the right buttons because they've responded in kind— to that criticism, but to your question of which teams do I trust the most, like coming down the stretch, the Clippers are a great story, and Harden has been outstanding. I will not believe a James Harden Russell Westbrook team in the playoffs, and and Paul George. Yeah, you've you've the two biggest playoff choke artists ever. I will not trust that team, but you also have one of the most clutch guys ever. I will life. not trust that team it's in fair. the playoffs. It's I fair. mean, I have got a decade of a decade's worth of body of work here. To tell me Harden and Westbrook will shrivel in that moment. Paul George will call himself playoff P and they'll fall on their face. 
and Kawhi Leonard will be everybody's gonna be like, man, I can't believe with as well as Kawhi Leonard played, the Clippers still lost. We will have that conversation. I know it's gonna happen. And if it doesn't happen, great for the Clippers. Steve Ballmer is a lunatic, and he deserves a parade. It'll be a very sad parade, just like the Rams parade was. It'll be very sad. But it'll be a parade nonetheless heading into his new building and next I, year. So I'm not trusting them in the West. I do. Tr- I trust the Oklahoma City Thunder, though. You know, what's going to—the teams that I trust right now are, number one, the Thunder. And Dallas, too. Well, they're they're terrifying because of Luka. Luka's playoff numbers are unreal. As much as I trust Denver because they have the best player in the world in Jokic right now, Jamal Murray's injury history and their lack of depth is something that I Hurting. I raise my eyebrows at because they did not make a move at the trade deadline. I thought they would. And you see Jamal Murray lose last or come out of the game last night with shin splints, and he's just a guy who just he's injured. Just counting him missing games. It's just it's, it's it is what it is. That's how this goes sometimes with some guys. Just make sure he's good in the playoffs because he's one of the he has the largest discrepancy between regular season and playoff points per game in NBA history. He is a bleepity bleep in the playoffs. He's a mofo. It, he when it's winning time, there's not many better. It's, it, it's it's incredible what he does, but you do have to worry about his health. And so I kind of eh, we'll see how that looks. The Thunder, as young as they are, and as much as they go against the grain, I think that they're they're going to end up in the Western Conference Finals because SGA is probably the second best player in the league right now. Chim or Chim Chet is getting better, and he, he's he's getting more comfortable, and he's the third or fourth most important Holy guy on that smokes, team because Jalen Williams is All NBA, All NBA, not All Star. He is All NBA with caliber. You, with he you. is incredible. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch the Thunder play the Blazers. When Jalen Williams came, listen, that game went sideways because of the technical fouls. Jalen Williams was a dude down the stretch, hitting mid-range running pull-up after mid-range running pull-up, also known as playoff shots. Like they were, and that's what he does. You look at his stats. You look at what he's done in his short time in the league. That is his shot. That is a playoff caliber shot. That is half-court offense shooting. And they have so many guys on that team that are stepping into roles. They they're gonna lose eventually. No, there's never been a young team that's won at all. They can get to the finals. 2012, we had the Thunder get there, and then they fall apart against the Heat because they're just too young. The Thunder, again, could get there. If they were the West representative, it would not shock me. But whoever they play, they will likely lose to because nobody young has ever won. I think the most terrifying part about them, too, is 36 draft picks remain. They have all the capitals. Whatever whatever one star they want to go get. They can go and find a player this offseason that will truly make them a title contender. The team in the East, though? The team in the East that I still trust the most? Milwaukee. Yes. Me too. Uh, how it's, long do you think till Doc's imprint is finally taken? Because right I'm now. I'm going through it and I'm going. It, but we're we're seeing it right now. They have one. I mean, it's really one game that we can kind of but point to. Last couple last of games, night. they're they're starting to. I know it's so dumb. They're turning that corner, and I've talked to people around the team and and around the league, and I have been told flat out, Doc is calling out dudes in video sessions. You're not doing X. If you want to win, you will do X. If you don't, fine. I don't care. Go out there and get embarrassed. But you came here to win a title. You all are here to come to win a title. And if you're not going to do what you need to do to win that, like that's that's really funny too because that's kind of the thing that Doc was criticized for in LA with the Clippers was 
not holding guys to the fire like that. No. Like, I mean, he was he was always the, hey, if you want to win a title, you, we've got to do this. But he was not decisive no. in putting the hammer down on his guys like apparently he is now. Yeah, I've been told that everyone wow. up and down the roster has been called out. Giannis, Dame, Middleton, Lopez, Beasley, doesn't matter. No one, no one has been immune to callouts. And a pecking order has been established, and you're going to do X if you want to get Y. And I think you're starting to see it now. We'll see how it gets there. I believe in the top-end talent, and the top duo for me is Dame and Giannis. Because if they figure it out, and that's the thing is they have not figured it out yet. If they figure this out, they are unstoppable on the offensive side of the ball. There's nothing you can do with it. They have the seventh best record in the league this year. League, and they've been and, a complete disaster. And they've been screwing around. That's that's how good the talent is. Oof. For everybody sitting there screaming, what about Boston? What about Boston? I have no faith in Jason Tatum. And it's nothing against him. I think he's a tremendous player. He's dynamic do, as hell. You do have a you do have a little edge with I Tatum. Don't, I just you don't, don't trust like him. I don't trust I like him because he doesn't get any rim pressure. I, I agree. I think they're a regular season team, though. They're, just, they're built regular season-wise. They're gritty, and Missoula does a really good job with him getting them for 82. I've never seen a playoffs, more talented guy not resonate that like he should but it's not I, I think it's beyond Tatum in that like they didn't have anybody that could dribble last year in the playoffs and they went and got Kristaps Porzingis who can't dribble or play in the playoffs and Drew Holiday as good as hurt. he is is not a rim pressure guy like it's just Derek White not a rim pressure guy and so you've got all these phenomenal Jaylen players Jalen Brown can't dribble literally can't dribble with his left hand to, to create for himself it's wild so it, it's it's very interesting to kind of see where the NBA is right now what does that look like come April? Whether it's injuries or coming together or figuring some things out. I think it's be really interesting. The Warriors have won five games in a row. Clay, Dre, and Steph are playing really well. I still think they're not going to figure it out. Uh, when What's it comes going time. on with Utah, though? Like, they pummeled Utah last night. Utah looks like a team that did, like they were, looking for a, they were looking for a boost at the deadline, and when it didn't happen, they oh, went, no, they sold off. Uh-oh. They sold off. And the, this is a team that sold off the last couple of years. And there's been some Dang. some pushback behind the scenes of like, this is kind of like a puppy mill, like they're just they're just churning out for profit in the sense of asset assets assets uh. assets. And there's there is I've seen a lot of balance and back and forth between what the Blazers have done versus what the Jazz have done, and kind of the internal feelings between both organizations. And I think both have their merits, but you have to be willing to to deal with. Stuff for both sides of them, which is kind of where I want to go next with this. The Jonathan Giveney has put out his wait, 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 wait. The 2024 draft class is not that bad, actually, article. And I want to dive into this because this is going to be what you are as a Blazers fan looking forward to over the next couple of months is as we are now a month away, essentially, from March Madness, kind of looking ahead to the NBA draft. That is that's the thing to look forward to if you're a Blazers fan right now. But first, here's Will with the Sports Center update. Jonathan Giveney of ESPN has put out an article uh, highlighting that while a lot of executives and evaluators and scouts around the league look at the 2024 NBA draft as a quote-unquote bad draft, he's urging folks, it's not that bad. Uh, it's that bad. No, it, it, it is that. The last time we had a draft like this was 2013, in which the only was All-Stars... Anthony Bennett? Was that a, no. Yeah. Is that, a, that was yeah. the Anthony Bennett draft? Yeah. The only All-Stars that come out of that draft were one, an MVP in Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who came in the lottery. He's pretty good. But also Rudy Gobert at number 27. Outside of that, it is a tough, tough You time. had uh, CJ McCollum. Victor Oladipo. Yeah, who 
would have been probably a very, 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 very good player in this generation, if not for endless amounts of knee injuries. Otto Porter Jr. Solid pro. Nerlens Noel. Injured. Solid pro, but injuries. Alex Len and Cody Zeller. Mm. Oof. Ooh, Ben McElmore. Yikes. He, is Alex Len most known for getting mistaken as Myers Leonard by Charles Barkley? Yeah. Is that his yeah, that's probably key achievement? You got uh, KCP. Trey Burke, C.J. McCollum, Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah, that one's a bad oh, one. Oh, Steven Adams and Kelly Olenek. I mean, Olenek's a decent one. Again, decent role player. Steven Adams, again, role player, but who's been littered with injuries. Shabazz Muhammad. Yikes, that one blew up in their face when they found out how much older he actually was. Giannis. So he's two years older than he was Dennis projected. Dennis Daniel Monty did it. Yeah. Tony Snell. Oof. Gorgie Jang. Yeah. Sergey Karasev. Yeah. Did he? How long was he in the NBA? No idea. 12 games? Uh, Mason Plumley, Solomon Hill. I remember him from the yeah. Les Schwab Invitational. There you go. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock. One of the, two of the better players in that draft. Yeah, they really were. Yeah. Glenn Rice yeah. Jr. He phased out pretty quick. Yeah. It's a tough draft. It's a tough yeah, this draft. This is really bad. But you look at this draft, and, and most of the evaluators that Except I've talked to. Young's Timma. Oof. Star. Tough. But you take a look at this draft, and the Portland Trailblazers right now, they they hold the rights to the fifth pick. There was a first-round pick who never played in the NBA. It happens. <laughs> Levo Jean-Charles. Yeah, the, the pick and stash, if you really believe in a guy. It's happened more than a few times. It's really bad, though. That's not a good draft, Bob. No, but uh, if you go to the Tankathon right now, the... the, the uh, a uh, wonderful site that will allow you to spend your cart's content to sim the lottery as many times as you want until your favorite team ends up number one. We won! Hey, we won! Uh, they currently have the Portland Trailblazers uh, fifth in lottery odds, which hey, is where they right. are based on their record. But they also own the Warriors pick, which right now sits 13th after the Warriors have won five straight games. I still think the Warriors end up missing the playoffs and ends up being a lottery pick. I could be wrong, I still, but that's that's where I ultimately think this is. But the thought process is outside of, or typically in the top three. And by the way, at that point, you need Utah or Houston to make a run to bump Golden State out. Yes, which there you go. I I think you might see that from Houston. <laughs> Maybe was Maybe. that a question? Question yes. mark? Yeah, you, you, you asked that question. We'll see. Uh, but they also could get knocked out of just not being in the play-in. So Warriors uh, have the twenty-seventh toughest schedule remaining. Blazers have the third toughest schedule in the entire it, NBA. It is a brutal, brutal schedule down the stretch. We li- we highlighted that coming into the season. They have a seven-game, 15-day road trip. Yeah, two against the Celtics, three against the Timberwolves. Yeah, one more against OKC, two against the Clippers, two against the Nuggets, and one against the Knicks <laughs> remaining. Goodness. Yeah, and they don't have a whole lot of games left. Yeah, it's tough. It's going to get rough here real quick. But I say all this because this draft um, – Outside of the top three, I think right now who you've got Alex Sar, who is a seven foot one kid playing down in Australia right now, French kid who I, I think right now is probably number one overall pick. Cody, New Zealand Breakers, right? Cody Williams, who is the little brother of Jalen Williams, who talked about the Oklahoma City Thunder, who plays at Colorado, who they've had a nice little pipeline to the NBA recently. And Zachary Rizache, who is a six foot ten uh French kid who has really come on. He played here in the Hoop Summit, didn't look great um early on because it was his first time really in the US. It was just kind of a struggle. Uh, you, when you said Colorado, good pipeline to the NBA, they are the UCLA of college basketball. Like what UCLA is in college football, that's exactly what Colorado is in basketball, where they will nip good teams every year. They pluck mm-hmm. a couple of off, pluck a couple off, turn guys out in the in the NBA all the time. 
but you're like, why aren't they better? Why why are you not better? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But they, Just like UCLA in football. UCLA's football, they've put out the second most guys in the NFL in, in Chip Kelly's tenure as their coach. Current NBA players what? from Colorado. All good players. Just solid players. Alec Burks, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jabari Walker with the Trailblazers, and Derek White. Nice. It's good. That's see, you should be better with that with that resume. Good there. portfolio. Great portfolio. And, and if you go to their all time list, like it, it gets pretty good for a school that you would imagine, you know, not really being a, a college powerhouse. Yeah, so, including Trailblazers coach Chauncey Billups. Chauncey. So, um, but you take a look at this draft, and you've got for if you're the Blazers, you're hoping to God you get top three. Because they're front court players. Alex Saar, seven foot one, uh, defensive player, a lot like Jaron Jackson. Uh, Zach Rizache, who I look at more as a uh, Danilo Gallinari pre injury with, with better defense. I like Danilo Gallinari with better defense. Now, is that a franchise changer? No. Is that a thing that the Portland Trailblazers could really use? A creator with size who can knock down shots and isn't played off the court defensively? Yes, very much. Uh, and then Cody Williams, the kid from Colorado, who is very much, I've seen a lot of boards who have him number one. I vacillate back and forth between Saar and Williams as number one. I think Reza Shea, I think, I think between Williams and Saar, you have a little bit more upside. But with uh, Reza Shea, I think his ceiling's a little bit more limited, but I think he's going to be a guy who's very good for a long time. That all sounds great. I'm still trying to deal with no you saying you vacillate between two dudes. <laughs> that made me feel very uncomfortable. Well, well. Not not just it was just the way you said it. Well, come draft time, I'm I looking, don't even I'm, know what their names are. I'm, who are I'm they? looking. I'm looking at a lot of butts come draft time too. Hey, big butts matter. They do matter. They do. They may, they matter tremendously. If you, gotta, if you have a you very have a good frame, look. If you have a very long back, you're usually not effective in the NBA. Facts. Do you measure the back? Hmm? Do you measure the back? Like in the workouts, they measure hand, arm, you know what? They, back. They don't measure butt size, which if they did, Kyle Lowry's would be number one. Do you think that's important? Like when they're going it's through there? Huge. Like, yes. I think for guards, it, it is really it, important it, it, for it, guards. Honestly, it, for scouts, mm-hmm. they, they look at like Ron Holland, who's with the G League Ignite right now, has a waist that is smaller than I would imagine than most average high schoolers. Like he's, he is very, very, very skinny through the middle. It is something that's, he's also, he's listed as 6'8", he's 6'5 and a half. It's going to hold him back drastically. But again, you look at kind of where this draft and how it's shaking out, there's so much of it right now is uncertain. And it's going to be interesting because so many teams' boards in, in great drafts, everybody kind of has the same boards. These boards for the top 20, I bet you there isn't going to be a team with the same board. Perfect. Which is going to make this draft very interesting. I think it's going to make it very active uh, as far as trades are concerned and what kind of how teams jostle and move around, particularly as we, as we look at how the, the new CBA is going to be impactful. So uh, that's your early primer as we get ahead to the NBA draft. In the, uh, that is way too early. Well, primer. also, it's the very, very early. Um, please, no, talk about our players in a good way because too many people are saying negative things about <laughs> and them. And it's only February. <laughs> well, this, this is when draft season really ramps up because we're two weeks away before we get in re- we're starting to get ready for the NCAA tournament. we got uh, uh, regular season or uh, uh, conference tournament play is starting to eke up around the corner. And once we get that point, that's when the draft stuff really takes off. So, all right, when we come back, we'll put a nice little bow on today's show and hand it off to Isaac and Sook, Danny and Dusty, Danny and the fan. Oh, you found something cool here. Let me close out today's show. Oh, uh, Tiger Woods unveiled his Sunday Red. Did you Have you seen the new logo for I Tiger? I, I still can't believe he left Nike. I cannot believe Nike fumbled the bag this bad. 
I how? Well, I think it was what they were paying and how much he's playing now, and the fact they're kind of they're they've been not slowly. They've been sprinting away from golf for a while now, but Tiger unveiled Sunday Red, which it's a cool logo. It's like a tiger, like a stick figure of a tiger is the logo. Okay. Yeah, but he's got, he's got some pretty cool gear that he put out. Like he was wearing a, the hoodies look awesome. And I like this about golf. Golf is getting more casual wear for on the course and like they're okay with it. Obviously not on the PGA Tour, but. Like they're acceptable to wear light hoodies on a golf course now. The logo's pretty badass. Yeah, the fully the fully done one. Um, it reminds me of the Greg Norman Shark. Same kind of little bit. Yeah, same kind of deal. Yeah, but it's I mean it's good look. It, it, he paid the right people to design the logo. Oh yeah, he's gonna the, have shoes. The he's shoes have already look good, and you know they're gonna be comfortable because that's one thing why Tiger wouldn't wear Nikes anymore because. It wasn't comfortable with his mangled leg. Tiger continues to do it. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm glad in, for I'm you, in Tiger. on it. Tiger Woods, Sunday Red. And it's three words. Sunday, not one word, which I thought was kind of weird, but I'm yeah, sure he a, explained it. That's a little it. weird. What if you bundle it? Sunday Red? Sunday Red? Then it's one word. This also, is one word. SDR as a word mark looks good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does. It it it, it, it really when you you have to visualize that stuff. But that that's that's a good looking word. God, way to go, Tiger! Mm. I'm still a Tiger stan. Oh yeah, no, I I want the hoodie. I'll always I'll always love Tiger, even though it's probably gonna be like a hundred fifty dollar hoodie. I'm still in. Why do you think I ate at Perkins? Whoa, to afford all of this stuff? Is that what you're saying? Hmm. Sure. Okay. All right, that'll do it for us today. We'll see you Wednesday from noon to 3. Bill Burr tomorrow, 12-15. Have a great Tuesday. See you Wednesday from noon to 3 right here on The Fan. Bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.